Hey, welcome to Heel Toe Corner Club Podcast. Marcus DiSabella here, host of the podcast and owner of Heel Toe Automotive. As you know, Heel Toe is an online supplier of Honda and Acura enthusiast parts, serving all kinds of needs of all kinds of Honda and Acura enthusiasts. We do focus on quality and um, and uh, maybe not higher end, but definitely OEM grade and maybe better product. Uh, we try not to sell too much junk on our website. There's a lot of different uh, places you can buy car parts online, but we like to think that if you're buying something on heel toe, that it's going to be a reliable and a good solution for you going forward. So shop on our website. If you've got a Honda and Acura, can't find what you're looking for, send me a message. Um, anyway, uh, here I am back with another episode. And uh, first of all, I want to apologize. My audio quality is still not all that great. And that is because Best Buy hasn't, they didn't ship my thingy on time, my microphone, and they, uh, and then it's delayed by UPS. I have no idea why. Um, it's super annoying. I know that everybody has to deal with this from time to time. As much as I like buying from Best Buy, I seem to have sort of a consistent issue with them delivering things in somewhat of a timely manner. So that's kind of annoying, but you know, I couldn't let it get in the way of me making another podcast. Uh, so last week I did all five weekdays and this week, uh, this is only my second one I made. I made one on, on Cyber Monday, kind of late in the day. It was so busy. And then I came in on Tuesday and honestly, my brain was just done you know, fatigued and unable to really muster the ability to be, you know, I don't know, on camera, I guess, so to speak. So, and then yesterday sort of blew past. I did get two other YouTube videos uh, created and scheduled. One came out today, which was um, a pod, uh, sorry, a video on finishing up the S2000 bumper project that Aiello and I were working on and uh, starting the the Civic fuel injectors. So check that one out. I think that one came together pretty good. And actually the kid edited that one probably about 80%. I went in and I trimmed about, uh, you know, two, three minutes out of it, just fat that didn't need to be there. And then we ended up having to do a voiceover. But yeah, man, uh, we captured that. Actually, mostly he captured it and edited it almost 100% on his own. And the second video that I scheduled is coming out Saturday morning and that one is a walk around and test drive of the accurate uh, RSX type S that we just picked up for him uh, to swap out for the Civic. Um, now that one, I mean I had some cell phone content, I dumped it in a folder and he did it 100% start to finish. I didn't touch it at all. So yeah he's really doing uh, pretty well um, with the editing thing and you know, there's, I've got a lot of pride uh, for him uh, about that, and I'm looking forward to doing more and more videos with him. Uh, he's got an idea board over here, and I've got an idea board. So we've got a lot of content that we're working on creating. So that's all that, uh, and we are, we are planning on bringing the quality up a little bit. Um, so I'm trying to be consistent. I want to be consistently good, but... You know, trying to be good all the time gets in the way of the consistency and the consistency gets in the way of always being able to be really good. So we're trying and we do appreciate your engaging with the channel, no matter which way you're planning on doing it. 
All right, so on to the topic at hand. And today I'm gonna to talk a little bit about engine mounts. Um, and this dovetails a little bit into the Fastline Performance engine mounts that we released over Cyber Weekend. If you haven't heard, um, uh, under the Fastline Performance brand that I talked about a few days ago, um, we have released billet engine mounts with rubber isolators in them for use in first generation TSX and third generation TL applications, um, more applications coming soon. But the big deal about these is they're all billet aluminum and they have rubber isolation dampers in them. Uh, so the factory engine mounts, you're probably familiar. Uh, there's a bunch of them on, the, on a TSX, for example, and, and a TL is basically the same. There's a front mount and a rear mount, and there's a passenger side mount for the engine. And then there's two, three, four different mounts or stabilizers for the transmission, sort of depending on what transmission and which car we're talking about. Um, but the ones that take the brunt of it, uh, the engine load, it, are the front and the rear. And this is because when you torque the engine, it wants to rock back and forth. Obviously, you probably know this. Um, so yeah, when you torque the engine with throttle, it, it pushes back towards the firewall. And then when you let off, it wants to come forward towards the front of the car. Um, and uh, the mass of the movement of the engine uh, does have an impact on vehicle dynamics, such as um, you know, a bunch of years ago, I saw that Porsche actually developed active engine mounts that resist that movement by like counteracting, right? So the engine doesn't move and that having that mass shifting around doesn't uh, disrupt vehicle dynamics. Uh, I don't think we're really that concerned about vehicle dynamics in this particular situation, but there are two main reasons why on these more modern, bigger body Honda cars, people are uh, jumping up and down about engine mounts. The number one reason has got to be um, that they wear out, right? Now, I have a little bit of an issue with people's uh, idea that they need to swap out engine mounts with more performance or stronger mounts because the ones that they have in their car have failed. Um, you know, genuine Honda engine mounts are not necessarily inexpensive. You know, they're like two, three hundred bucks for each one of the front and the rear, and then the passenger side one isn't far off either. They're not cheap. Um, now, there are cheap replacements available, but uh, the original ones aren't cheap, right? Um, and they actually last a good long time. Some people may have issue with me saying so, but, you know, they'll last 10 years, you know, 90,000 miles or, or more um, under you know, normal driving conditions. If you're abusing your car or, uh, you know, launching it hard or driving it hard, especially if it's a manual, you're gonna see degraded engine life, engine mount life. Um, but here's what happens. Engine mount fails and maybe somebody takes a plunge and buys, whichever one failed, buys a genuine replacement. And then some little time later, another mount breaks. You know, maybe it's the front one the first time and the rear one the next time. Uh, okay, well, now I got to replace the engine mount again. Gosh, these things keep coming back. Now the right side one fails. Man, this car keeps eating engine mounts. Well, you know, if you had 10 light bulbs, you know, in your house and one burns out today and in a month, another one burns out and in another month, another one burns out. Maybe the perception that you have is, is that light bulbs keep burning out. And I guess that's probably true, but these things all have sort of like a lifespan and they all wear at the same basic rate and 
the point at which they fail may be varying a little bit, which is why they don't all go bad at one time, but they're all going to go bad at a certain point, right? Now, does that make sense to go ahead and just replace all your engine mounts when one goes bad? Well, I'm sure that people do that because they look at the price of a rear engine mount and let's just say it's $320 and you can go on Amazon and eBay and buy a whole set of all new engine mounts and it's like $270 for a complete set. Well, what do you think you're going to get? You know, you're going to replace all those mounts and before long, they're going to start breaking. Why? Because they're cheap, right? Now, I'm not saying that you should go out and replace all your engine mounts just because one of them went bad, but put good quality ones in there, right? And then they won't have this like, you know, yeah, you might go through the round robin of replacing a bunch of engine mounts, but once they're all replaced, they're going to last, you know, a good long time again, right? Now, that gets me back to the original point, though. Unless you're under extreme driving conditions wherein you're like driving the car hard, you know, a TL, for example, is a pretty bloated vehicle, right? It's a really great platform and a really great engine, but they've kind of maxed out that chassis with the powertrain that they put in it. Um, they're going to go through engine mounts if you drive the car aggressively, for sure. Um, and the other thing that happens with a little bit of upgrade uh, of the engine power and then especially putting uh, stickier rubber on there, you get a little more, more traction. You go to try to launch your manual TL with a limited slip in it, and it's going to try to lock up the tires. And as it fights for grip, it you're going to get some engine hop. Now, engine hop is is really the second reason why people replace um, mounts for performance mounts because they'll limit the engine movement. Engine hop happens because as you apply torque to the engine and it wants to like push against the engine mount, there's a preload that happens there, and then that torquing goes through the axles to the hubs to the tires. And then when the tires hit the ground, they're going to want to grip, right? So they're going to want to pull the car forward. But as that grip maybe becomes overcome with the amount of power that you have, there's a little bit of a slip that happens. And so you get a little bit of a jump as the tires are trying to fight for traction. And that jerk of the wheel sends a backward shockwave through the axles, through the powertrain, and causes the engine to shake in the engine bay, which brings in that mass uh, moving in the engine bay that we were talking about in the very first place. And the engine wants to jump, right? And as it, you're still applying torque, it's starting the process all over again, loading up the engine through the axles, tire fights for grip after it just got done doing a little bit of a jump. And then the cycle repeats itself, right? So by having engine mounts that don't resist that that backwards, uh, let's see, that counteraction of torque being fed back through the axles and the powertrain, the engine mounts are allowing uh, the engine to move, which is causing this shockwave through the axles and the jumping of the tires. Uh, I'm probably not saying it as eloquently or accurately as I could be. Um, I'm kind of ad-libbing this, but I think you will probably understand the point. What you really want is engine mounts that when you apply the torque, the engine is going to be stable, the torque goes through the axles, hits the tires, the tires fight for grip, and instead of like providing this uh, reactive force through the engine mounts that causes the engine to want to move, the engine stays stable and you're able to keep the torque applied to the wheels and tires. And yeah, they're going to slip a little bit. You know, they're going to be prone to spinning more than they will be prone to wheel hopping, though, I think is the big thing. That violent wheel hopping is absolutely the enemy of acceleration. 
So uh, better engine mounts uh, that are performance-oriented engine mounts that don't move as much are going to help limit wheel hop. And uh, that's really the moral of the story here. So up until now, the only options for replacements on TLs, um, yeah, historically speaking, there have been a couple of brands, but for the last, you know, probably eight or 10 years, it's been innovative engine mounts, making engine mounts for these cars. Um, and they've been kind of the go-to, right? They use polyurethane bushings, they're welded steel construction. They've been good, strong, reliable mounts. They haven't always had the perfect fit, but uh, for the most part, people are making them work just fine. We sell bunches of them. Um, we, we, sometimes we can't get enough of them. And, and then at some point later on down the line, they came out with transmission mounts too, which not really the topic of conversation here, but uh, the point is, is that these performance engine mounts are available with polyurethane bushings. And if you have a TSX, you also have the option of Hasport engine mounts, which have a completely different design, but still using a polyurethane bushing um, and one of their own proprietary brackets to mount those in the car. So there you have it. Performance engine mounts use polyurethane bushings. Well, what's wrong with that? The problem with polyurethane is that while it's inexpensive and easy to produce, which is why a lot of people you know, use them for engine mounts and they resist the engine movement effectively, they definitely do, they have no internal damping ability or qualities at all, right? The, the amount of deflection that they allow is very minimal and the internal structure is, um, I don't know if it's right to say that it's more dense, but the, the structure doesn't allow any vibration to happen within the material. And so what happens is a lot of the vibration that you get from the engine transmits through the polyurethane into the brackets, into the subframe, into the car. And after you put polyurethane mounts in your car, it all becomes a lot less comfortable to drive. It's noisier and it, uh, you feel a lot more vibration from the engine. Um, uh, engines, you know, a lot of times will have counter shafts or whatever balance shafts in there to reduce vibration so that it's a smoother, pleasant driving experience. And I think a lot of favor has gone away from making the engine more complicated because those things take away from efficiency. And instead, they've invested a lot in engine mount technology. So the engine actually kind of, you know, shakes and vibrates itself around quite a lot. And the engine mounts do the job of isolating that from the cabin. Um, well, if you take out the engine mount uh, and put in performance ones, you're now all of a sudden transmitting a lot of that to the interior of the vehicle, and you just made your car a lot less nice. You know, some people care, some people don't. Some people care initially and then get over it. Some people don't care initially, and it starts to bother them after a while. Well, I'm the guy that falls into the last category. It was startling to me how much more noise and vibration came into the cabin, especially on startup. Um, when I first put the innovative mounts in my TSX some 12 years ago. Uh, but I lived with it. You know, I daily drove the car for a while. You know, once you're kind of on the road and you get the road noise and the stereo, and you know, it doesn't really cause that much of an intrusion in the driving experience. But, you know, as time has gone by and the mounts have maintained really very well, I just, it makes the car uncomfortable. I, I've got a little bit firmer suspension the chassis is uh, really well reinforced right now. Um, and that, as I've made changes to the car, it's gotten more and more intrusive. And I kind of want to get some of my nice car back. You know, I, I kind of want to feel a little bit more like um, the car is a good place to be still, um, especially now that I've redone the interior on it. 
Well, uh, I didn't really have an option for rubber mounts because one didn't exist. Um, so I ended up partnering with a customer of mine who is actually an engineer by uh, trade. He's a professional engineer and he actually had a concept available for rubber isolation engine mounts. And he was unable to bring them to market in an effective way, um, but they definitely were uh, a nice mount. Um, so we worked with him. I took over the intellectual property for those. Uh, we bought the rights to produce them. And here we have our very first mounts available. Uh, we launched them over Black Friday. We sold a few sets. They're gonna be going out this week. I'm really super excited to get them out. I know that there's been a little bit of uh, tempered excitement about them because we don't have any marketing materials out about them. Just got some pictures, um, but I've put them in my car um, already and I'm reserving comment until I actually replace all the polyurethane engine mounts with the Fastlane ones. I can tell you that with the innovative mounts in the car, um, I replaced just the rear one and I noticed a, a definite reduction in sound, not so much vibration, but sound came down quite a bit. Uh, I put the front one in, replaced the innovative front one, and again, another notch, notch lower on the sound aspect of it. And then I started to feel like, well, you know, I can still feel the powertrain here. I've got the polyurethane passenger side mount still in place. I have a, a genuine Honda one that I'm replacing that one with. Um, but then I started realizing that maybe it's not necessarily the vibration that was bothering me too much. It's kind of like the extra sound. You know, the, the car is a nice car. Uh, you know, they've got definite performance potential, but, um, you know, you get to a point where you've done enough to it that you've now ruined it as a car, and it's only a good machine for going fast and on the racetrack you might not really care you might appreciate it or in performance driving situations these things help you but the normal everyday roads aren't racetracks you know i mean at where does the compromise have to take place uh, the vehicle engineers who made the car in the first place don't make the car for performance potential they make the car as a sporting car so when you zip off the lot it feels like it's you know got some pep you know and it, and it feels like a fun car to drive and you know, it's quiet and smooth and it's got nice features and they're trying to sell them to everybody, right? That that NVH compromise is way more uh, towards the conservative side. You know, the brake pads are weak, the suspension is softer, the engine mounts are, are softer, the engine is calibrated in a way that makes it run smooth and efficiently. And then we go and screw all this up by putting aftermarket parts in. Well, you know, at a certain point after I've done rigid collar bushings, I've got the fast line spherical compliance bushings. I've got um, uh, tain coilovers, tain flex that have the spherical bearing upper mounts. I've you know taken a lot of compliance out of the front end of the car, and now with the polyurethane engine mounts, it's just over the top. Um, now I will say on a test drive that I went on, uh, the car doesn't have any wheel hop. You, you know, even though the engine is moving a little more, and you can tell that it's moving a little bit more. Uh, it's quieter and smoother and I'm not getting the wheel hot. So watch out for another video on that as I replace the passenger side engine mount in that TSX. Um, and I can share with you the full details of those mounts and hopefully get a little bit more excitement going on for them because I feel that there's a definite audience out there who is going to uh, appreciate an engine mount option that is right in between the factory mounts and their 
super soft wheel hop, you know, but super quiet nature. And the basically I'm turning my car into, you know, borderline track or performance car with the polyurethane mounts. I don't see anybody not buying either one of those two options, but this fast line mount fits right in the, in the middle as a, as a wonderful OEM plus option. So uh, there you have it. More to come on that. And again, I thank you very much for watching this. Best Buy says my microphone is supposed to be here tomorrow. It was supposed to be here yesterday, but you know, we'll see. Uh, I'm going to keep hitting record, even though I missed a couple days this week. And uh, definitely your support and encouragement and engagement is highly, highly appreciated. Have a fantastic day. Heel Toe is in your corner. See ya.